Hey there, it's Tyson Sharp here. And what you're about to learn is exactly how to apply the universal principles to your business so you can not only achieve more success, but get your gift out to the world. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome back to you, my online family. I just got done with an interview with Damien Nordman. A lot of you know him from the serving circle. You love his energy, you love his enthusiasm of life, and that's why I had to get him on the podcast. Not only so we can geek out about everything to do with business and psychology and manifestation and metaphysics, but I know through his experience, he's got some really practical tools and tips and strategies for how you can apply these these principles in your life, how you can apply them so that you can not only have more business results and, and obviously create more of an impact and profitability, but get your gift out there to the world and actually share what it is you do and, uh, and execute your dharma. And so what you'll find as you listen to this interview, you'll get a lot of really cool snippets of just practical things you can do day in, day out. So you can really start to transcend a lot of the a lot of the challenges that you have and, and really start getting out there in the world. Uh, for those of you who don't know Damien, I'll read his bio so you can understand what he's all about. So Damien Nordman is a mindset coach, business coach, and mentor to superheroes. He works with Dharmapreneurs, which is entrepreneurs whose businesses are a unique expression of their higher purpose. And he helps them align with the universal laws for greater impact and profitability. He coaches people to transform their money story and live the most authentic and embodied life possible. How awesome is that? That's what we're all about here. And in this interview, we go in, into some of the into some of these universal laws, some of these what he calls the superhero laws of success. And what he'll tap into, one is the law of believing and knowing. Uh, to the law of evolution, we dive in deep in terms of the law of attraction and, and really start to tie in some some uh, some what the what the main principle is of it and how to really apply it instead of what's generally taught to us, and um, and also law of clear perspective. He really does dive in deep in, into that and and really really shows you how to apply it in your life. So. I know this was a, an interview that once I got done, I started taking notes and started really seeing how I can go deeper in this for my life and for my business. And the more you put, the more you put this into practice, the more you start to feel real momentum and the more you start to really get a focus of who and what you really are deep down. And that's what it's all about. We dive in deep into this in this interview. So I know you're going to love it. Take plenty of notes and most importantly, apply what Damien teaches here because I know it's going to be just the world of good for you, your business, your mindset, your emotional life, and uh, everything that it's attached to. So without further ado, here is Damien.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I've uh, invited the the one and only Damien Nordman, and and you guys know him from the serving circle, and you feel his his energy, his enthusiasm for for connecting, for business, for mindset, for metaphysics, all the cool stuff that we're all in on. And I thought, you know what, it'd be not only a, a good fit to talk about all the cool stuff, but to apply it to business as well, because we're all on our journey, we're all on the path of getting our gifts out to the world and all the challenges that that bring. And anytime we can learn something new, something that's something that's practical, something that's tangible, something that helps us shift something inward, it just allows our gifts to get out there into the world in a different way and in a bigger way so we can create more impact. And if we can create a successful, profitable and sustainable business as a byproduct of that, we're all about it. So Damien's here, I'm gonna share everything about what he's learned in, in his time from studying everything in terms of metaphysics and mindset from the, the school of metaphysics, everything like that. So Damien, welcome. How are you going, my friend? Oh, Tyson, I am, I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, this is, I feel like this is going to be just a blast. And honestly, I think this is the first podcast interview that I'll be doing where I really feel ready. Like I did some previously where I just was still figuring out so much about like what I'm offering these days and like my identity that this is like your yours is like the first time I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm ready. I'm cool. fully present. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm glad to set the platform. Definitely glad to set the platform because that's what we're, we're here for. We're keen to dive in deep, but let me ask you, what makes you, what makes you feel ready? Is it just where you're at? Is it what you've been doing? What, what makes you feel that way? Oh my gosh. It's been, man, can I, can I curse on your show? Can I say what I want? Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's been a fucking crazy life journey. And I mean, just, you know, I, I spent 22 years with an organization called the school of metaphysics, which was like this amazing fever dream of like coolness and, and darkness and light. And, and then I went kind of through a depression for a few years and then even after I kind of felt like I came out of the depression, uh, even though I was getting better, more clear, uh, it's just, you know, it's just been, it's just been kind of when you're part of an organization for so long, it really becomes like part of your identity, especially this organization where it was like my whole lifestyle. And, and I think I've just been discovering on a whole new level, my superpowers and what I'm offering to people um, in new ways and, and taking old things and clarifying them and sort of taking them to another level. So it's been a lot of inner work and like, you know, you would agree like meditation and various, you know, talking to people and journaling and so many things to get here. Um, I just, I feel increasingly blessed and grateful for all the work I've done and all the people who've helped me including you and like the serving circle and just, I mean, just an infinite number of, of, of blessings and people. It's amazing. Awesome. Beautiful. That's good to hear. It's good to hear that you're sort of starting to see where the path's leading and feeling, feeling comfortable on the path where you're at. So I guess that's a good, a good segue to lead into your story. How you got into all this, what, what, what was your role at the, the school of metaphysics and how it led you up to where you are now? So, so first of all, you know, the School of Metaphysics is this not-for-profit organization, and it's, it's kind of a, 
it's kind of a blend of, you know, new age school of the future meets, you know, uh, ancient teachings from the past meets sort of cult, you know, like all these things, you know, like, like all these kind of good and bad things. And I got started in it when I was 18, actually. And I was kind of just amazed that there were people teaching things like universal laws and meditation. And this is 90, 1994, right? This is a while back um, when a lot of these things were not uh, nearly as mainstream as they are. I mean, even like yoga has become much more mainstream. We, we had a lot of yogic teachings woven into, you know, all the different stuff that we, we did with, whether it be dream work, whether it be concentration and focusing, you know, and so I got into it really because I was, I was just kind of desperate for some higher truth, right? I knew that there was more than the Catholic church, which I'd been grown up in and other Christian churches. I knew there was more even to like science and, and philosophy and all of these teachings that I had dabbled in and Eastern teachings, which I was big into martial arts as a kid. Um, but I knew there was more. And so when I, when I came to the school of metaphysics or maybe it found me, um, I was pretty amazed that there were people teaching things of such a deep nature and practices and, and not like frou-frou-y stuff that's just out there. I mean, they were like, you're going to do these exercises, like you're going to do a 10 minute concentration exercise every day or meditate for 30 minutes or, you know, write your dreams down every day. And, and it, so it was very disciplined. And so that was very powerful for me. And I actually learned how to heal myself physically of some, some, some ailments that had cropped up at that time. And then just to kind of fast forward through kind of the rest of the story, um, you know, I, I went through the course and it's a very long course. It's a four tiered course. And I became a teacher. I became a director of a few different schools in like Oklahoma city and, and uh, Dallas, Texas. And I was a field director. And then eventually I was the president for a couple of years, but I, I, you know, I, I learned so much. It really set the foundation of service and because that's so much of what we were about and and just how the mind works and how the the soul works and the chakras and you know bl really blending a lot of different teachings from i mean you know everybody from the dalai lama to um i don't know if you probably have heard of like pramahansa yogananda and some of those guys i mean just like a lot of different teachings throughout the ages were were kind of wrapped into that course and uh and it was very fulfilling until it wasn't and then, you know, I, I kind of overstayed my welcome, so to speak, as we sometimes do. And that was really kind of when my depression started and eventually realized I was like, man, I got to like, I got to go do really more what I'm here to do, which had kind of drifted away from that. So that's, I know it's a really long winded answer to your question, but. No, that's cool. Let, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm interested. What, when you had this feeling like there's a deeper truth that I need to, that I need to learn There's there's got to be more to, uh, you know, what the church is teaching, what, what I see in science, when you went to the school of metaphysics, was it what you expected? Did you find those deeper truths? Was it, did it feel like this is, you know, the answer that I'm looking for? Or was it something that, you know, you sort of discovered along the way? Yeah. I mean, so yes and no. I mean, all the, what you said, it, I remember in high school before I started this that course of study at the School of Metaphysics, 
I was actually telling people that I wanted to understand the underlying truth of the universe. Like those were the words, those are the verbatim, the words that were coming out of my mouth. And I felt like when I found the school of metaphysics, it, it definitely burst things open for me. I mean, there were so many things that I discovered, uh, you know, having lucid dreams and some out of body experiences that I'd wanted to have prior to that, you know, it gave me some of that. It gave me, some, you know, covering a lot of the uh, holy works from, because I'd read some of the Bible, but we read the Bible, a lot of it, and we would like go really deep in interpreting it much like you would a dream. And then we went on to like the Bhagavad Gita and the Tao Te Ching and the Dhammapada, you know, these Eastern holy works that have so much truth to them. So it, it and then, you know, not just the knowledge, but the experiences I gained there of going beyond limitations and teaching people and, you know, we, everything was, again, so much an applied study where we were very much kind of questioned and questioning each other, like, what's, what, what's my purpose? What's my ideal? What am I trying to achieve here? Am I growing? Um, and, and some of the, like, past life work we would do and karmic work. So it, it, it answered a lot of my questions, but probably the more important thing is it taught me how to answer my own questions which which was really kind of the goal of the whole study was to you know we, we had this certificate at the fourth cycle of lessons called a doctorate of metaphysics or homo doctus and the whole idea was like you're a learned thinker right and if you achieve that then you can kind of be your own teacher and and whether or not that's entirely true for everybody who went through the course is debatable but certainly i feel like that's you know learning how to learn was one of the most important things I gained there because now I can pick up a book, I can learn from a coach, I can you know be in a group of people, I can give myself an experience, and it's much easier to extract or 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 receive the growth and the learning. You know, there's definitely a growth mindset, as a lot of people would say, that was uh, that was produced there. Right, and so you left that that the school of metaphysics went through a depression give us just quickly a bit of a timeline of what how that happened and where you are now yeah it it's sort of started to happen while i was still there because i knew that i had there was a part of me that knew that i had had learned everything i could i'd gone through the whole course of study um and and really kind of my predecessors and teachers weren't changing and I, I i was kind of kind of leading the way and like had the biggest school branch and we had opened up a new school in fort worth and just was kind of like accomplishing a lot of amazing things but i was trying to i wanted them to change and kind of the cardinal rule of school of metaphysics is that you know you can only change yourself right yeah. <laughs> which is like every you know anybody who's into self-growth really kind of knows that but because of my own karma, it's like, I really wanted other people to change so that we could change the whole organization. And most people were not. And I got attached to that. And that led me to um, a, a series of years where I just kind of like got darker and darker and more resentful and regretful and, and, you know, angry. And until finally things kind of broke, kind of just broke down. It's just like, I had to go. Mm. Um, so it kind of happened rather quickly. And then, you know, it just took me a couple of years, like two, two and a half years after that, 
a pretty intense assimilation talking to a lot of people. Um, I probably could have gone and gotten counseling, but I just ended up using like all my friends and, and like yeah. a bunch of other people and talking their ears off and meditating and, and, and doing some writing. But it, you know, just kind of asking myself, like, did I just waste 22 years of my life? I mean, I, it's like on one hand, I learned all this stuff, but on the other hand, it was like, oh, I got to start all over again, you know, at, at age 40. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that can be, I mean, 40 itself can be kind of, you know, it can be a bit of a, you know, a mind fuck in a way for depending on where you're, where you're at. Um, so yeah, then just, just kind of working through that and, and, and doing various things to process until I could start to see like, okay, wait, this was good. There was, there were so many things I, I grew and learned from this, this time. Now I just need to evolve it and start sharing it in the ways that I really want to and, and kind of take the lid off, so to speak, so that there's not, you know, a cap on, on what I'm giving or what I'm capable of. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love the fact, no matter how much you study this stuff, you know, and it seems like what you, it seems like the school of metaphysics, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Hogwarts, Hogwarts for, for spirituality. It's just like, I can imagine all these rooms of people learning about chakras and like astral projection and, 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 you know, learning the Tao and all these different things. Um, but it seems like we, we learn time, time again, that there's always deeper lessons for us that, you know, uncertainty, fears, doubts come up where there's just deeper lessons for us to consistently evolve, right? And I think the fact that you've done that work has opened up a, a space for these lessons to come through that you might not have been ready for earlier if you didn't study those things, right? So where does that, where does that lead you now? How are you now applying that? And now you're in the position where you're like, now I'm finally like feeling my element, feeling confident with where I'm at, uh, Describe what that is. Describe where you are, where you are now, and how you help people. Uh, thanks for that question. Yeah, I really appreciate it. you. You ask great questions, by the way. Um, and I would say that I'm I'm at a I'm I'm at a place where I love. You know, I, I I've taught people for years, so I love working with anybody on almost anything. I mean, it can be health, relationships, business, spirituality, purpose. But I, I, I have a special love for, for working with people and their businesses. And that's kind of, I've been sort of flirting with that for years because we, we would do these intuitive business readings at the School of Metaphysics. And I started having more people get those the last 10 years I was there. And whenever I would get to work with someone with them, it was just a real joy. And so once I kind of started to come out of the depression and, and started doing some different courses online and a little bit of coaching here and there, uh, I just started to realize I love helping people with their wealth mindset. I love helping people with business strategy and overcoming limitations and doing a lot of the inner work that's needed to, to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so, you know, that's, and, and, you know, I really, I, I, this literally came to me like in the shower or something like a few weeks ago that I help Dharmapreneurs. Like that's, that, those are people I help um, a lot like, like you and a lot like my, my friend, my, my coach, Ryan Yukomi, you know, these, those of us who just, we, we love to help people with businesses 
go beyond limits, do the inner work, um, and then come up with some good, you know, solid strategies to, to market themselves and get themselves out there. But I feel like if you don't do the inner work, I mean, none of the other stuff is going to be either very effective or in some cases not effective at all. Um, and when you do the inner work, it's like, sometimes it just, it can require very little bit of outer, um, marketing or, or, or putting the word out there and you can have some pretty stellar results come back. So that's, that's a lot of what, where I've kind of landed right now and it, it, I'm sure it will evolve, but, but it's, it's definitely a lot of what I enjoy and, and find a lot of fulfillment in right now. Uh, it'll always evolve. <laughs> that's one, that's one thing we know for sure. Uh, when you're, when you're coaching people, and they're coming to you if they're if they're an entrepreneur if they're a dharmapreneur what's some of the the first of all what 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 aspect of it do you love helping people with the most is it is it business strategy is it their marketing is it their messaging is it their mindset is it helping them with their internal emotional shifts what what's your calling what's your your zone of genius that re, that you really tap into I've been thinking about this for a while and, and, and trying to distill this down. And I, I think I'm going to have to say that it's, it's a, I could go one of two ways. I mean, I could say it's, it's the, the, that dharmic aspect of helping people like even discover their purpose and, and understand how to like bring that to the forefront and to really live and breathe from that place, that higher purpose or dharma. Although in a lot of ways, it's, it's the wholeness because, and that's where I would say like all of it, right? Because, because I feel like we, just as some quick examples, like I, I did a group coaching program for six months this year that I was teaching. And we also had, I, I would do one-on-one -on -one coaching with all of those clients. And like one of them, I, we spent a number of times sessions just going up helping her with her marriage because her marriage the, the fighting and the challenges in her marriage were blocking her business she's like i can't move forward until we get this work until i get this worked out i'm like i totally get it yeah. <laughs> you know i mean oh my gosh how many people are in that boat and then another one of my clients she came she had a uh a cyst uh on her uterus that came about right in the middle of the program she had to go to the hospital and healing is a huge passion of mine. I've healed myself of several things. I mean, from childhood all the way through adulthood um, that have required, you know, energetic shifts, mental shifts, emotional shifts. And so I did a lot of work with her to help her heal that. So, so, you know, there, there were those kind of really deeply personal things that I got to work with them on. And then of course, all of them, we're working on some strategy, we're working on marketing, we're working on purpose, or even, I guess, just to get down to it, it's like the, what I call the superhero success laws or universal laws, where um, helping people make those shifts in, in consciousness and mindset to just see what they're doing a little bit different. And I mean, I feel like no matter how much a person hears these truths, myself included, it's always great to hear a reminder or a story from someone, whether that's a coach, a friend, uh, an associate. Uh, it, it's like sometimes we just have to hear it from another person 
to awaken it in this moment, in this situation. So, so to answer your question, in a lot of ways, it's the, the wholeness of business and how I really believe that for most people, most entrepreneurs, their business is an expression of their dharma. It's, it's, a, it's an outgrowth from the inside out of who they really are. And so if we can, we can just work all of it, it's all going to, you know, every, it's holographic. One piece will affect the whole. One piece will affect every other piece. So again, that's my short answer. Yeah, we, we won't go into the long answer. <laughs> um, no, that's beautiful. I, I'm definitely on board with, there's, there's something in me as well where I haven't necessarily got a lot of grips on it, but there's just something within me that, that, I just love business because I, I just feel at some level that business is like a tool that allows our Dharma to be expressed. And not only that, but like when you, when you get to it, well, like we are our business when, and, and our business is us. It's like whatever our business is struggling with, it's like an internal thing that we have, we have to face and we have to feel and we have to, you know, we have to transcend. Like it's always just teaching us those deep lessons um, well, I could, I could talk about that for, for, for hours, but we'll move on because everyone here who's listening is sort of like in a position where they're like, okay, what, what tools or what wisdom can I inject in my life right now? That's going to help me with my business going to help me execute, um, on my Dharma. So what would you say out of, out of the, the universal laws that you have, and that you've learned in your, in your time, would you say helps entrepreneurs the most, especially those who feel frustrated or stuck or things aren't quite working, which universal laws or those, those superhuman or the superhero laws of success that you, that you describe, what ones do you find would help people the most? Well, yeah. We, and you and I were kind of talking about this, you know, earlier on and, and some of the ones that you mentioned, uh, I feel like are, very helpful for people. So one of them is the law of believing and knowing. And I know a lot of people, I'll just say for a moment, a lot of people have heard of the law of attraction. I mean, most people, if they think of a, of a law, they're going to think of the law of attraction. But the law of believing and knowing is really important because it states that you have to believe something before you can know or experience it, right? It's kind of like we we have to be able to have some level of, of conceptualization, some level of acceptance, some level of expectation that something can happen. And that can be uh, if you want to become a millionaire, if that's if you want to launch a business and, and be successful at that business, if, if you want to find the person of your dreams and marry that person, uh, if you want to be able to heal yourself, if you want anything, but certainly in business, as a lot of entrepreneurs know, it's like, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of fear. There can be anyway. Um, and, and not knowing. And so with the law of believing and knowing it's, it's recognizing that you've gone through this law many times in your life. I always use the example of for, for people who, who know how to drive a car, right? There was a time when you were a little kid, you didn't know how to drive a car but you watched all these adults around you doing it. You saw television shows. Maybe you, you drove a go-kart or a toy car and your belief got really strong because it's prevalent in our, uh, most of our societies, at least the Western societies, that you're going to learn how to do this, right? And, and it's not like, 
eventually you just, you know, you go through the motions, some people teach you a few basics and you get it. And it's like, okay, now I know how to drive a car and you've done it so many times. Nobody can convince you that you can't drive a car. And you, you could say this for, you know, if you're good at, if you're a good cook, any different area of your life um, where you've, where you've gained proficiency and or mastery, you have knowing or real understanding, but it started with a belief. And so to recognize that you've gone through this process of believing to knowing, believing to knowing, believing to knowing all throughout your life. And so now if you initiate that process and say, okay, well, maybe I don't know how to get my business to this certain level yet, but what's something I can, I can expect and believe in as a next step. And as I believe in that and you, you reach that, oh, I did it. It's like, as your knowing increases, your beliefs raise. And as your beliefs raise, you can get to a whole new level of knowing. And then your beliefs raise again until you get in a cycle where everything gets easier and easier and easier. And that's, but, but you, I think it just helps if a person can, can cognize it in that way and see the process of believing to knowing to understanding to mastery or proficiency. Beautiful. Yeah. I can imagine the listeners right now thinking, if this is what I want to achieve, this is what I want to master in my life. What's the next thing I need to believe? What's the, you know, I might, I might not conceptualize or, or embody the, the, you know, a hundred million dollar business, but what can I believe that's going to get me to just that next level of knowing, right? That I can land 10 more clients that I can, expand my audience by this certain, you know, this certain percentage or this certain number and just ask themselves, what's that next level? What's that next thing that I can believe in so that my heightened level of knowing will float will go with that. Once I achieve that thing, I believe, is that, is that the way you describe it? The, you're, you're just exactly on man. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and the knowing really is the knowing I'm talking about, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's through experience. It's like true understanding that we get as we give ourselves the experience to, to achieve something or fulfill something, not, you know, not the head knowing that, you know, can be good or <laughs> yeah. deceptive or whatever. Yeah, I get that. Quick, quickly describe what is it like when someone doesn't believe this? If someone is, if someone is waiting to like experience something before they believe it, or they're, they're stuck in a situation where they just, they only believe what they see around them and they're not willing to shift their beliefs. What are the, what are the consequences of that? Have you seen people who are, who are not willing to take on this law? Oh yeah. I mean, it's happened for me, but it's happened for other people I've, I've taught or worked with or, or just watched or, or been connected to or friends with. Um, I, I really feel like it, it actually can become kind of like a hell because my dad, I love my dad so much, but he's been stuck, you know, for like 50 or 60 years in a certain holographic pattern and of his beliefs. Right. And so people, when, when they don't, when they're not willing to just say, well, what if, you know, what if I can, I think that's a great question, actually. What if, what if I just let go? What if I just tried this new thing? What if I just, join this group and met some new people? What if I just started practicing uh, running or, or yoga or, or go to this martial arts class? Or what if I just introduced myself to this person, right? And so, yeah, I think it, it becomes a real prison when we're not willing to just even, 
just tiny increments. I mean, it can be the smallest increment. I don't care if it's, I'm going to meditate for two minutes today and I've never meditated before. I mean, or I'm going to get an app that's going to help me to do it. I just, I'm such a proponent that, that it can be the smallest possible step, but if it, if it just makes you believe something just a little bit more, you're on your way. Awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Everyone's going to be asking themselves that question of just, what can I do to just, to just take the next steps that I'm not in that, like you say, that, that, that holographic pattern time and time and time again, until I learn the lesson I meant to learn. What, what else do you have for us? What, what of the, universal laws, universal principles, right? These, these superhero laws of success, do you think people can take on board right now that'll, that'll help move them forward? Well, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about the law of attraction. And just to give you my take on that, because that is a, a popular one. And unfortunately, there's, there are a lot of misconceptions of, of that law. And, and some people think it's magic, you know, and some people think it's, what goes around comes around and there's this, these different ideas. And I mean, really quite simply the, the thing that helped me because I feel like I was even originally taught sort of a incorrect version of this law. And then I had to do a lot of research and unlearning and, and, and learning from different sources. But I think part of what makes this one challenging for people is that it's based on vibration and by vibration, I mean, the way most people understand vibration is emotion, you know, feeling. Um, but it's also based on thought too. So, um, so in some cases, you know, you, 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 some people have said you get what you think about whether you like it or not, because if you're repeating certain thoughts, you're more likely to attract a situation to you. But then also if you're feeling a certain way, you're, you're also going to attract certain things. And so, kind of it's kind of like a difference between state and content and they're both important so like state is how you is the is the how you feel content is what you're thinking about so i'll just give like a couple quick examples so this and this is where mindset comes in too and, and growth mindset and and you know what traditionally was termed positive thinking you know so if people the difference between somebody who's imagining let's say like use an example you use, like they want to grow their business. They want five more clients in, in their thing, or, or, or maybe like five new customers for their product. And if they're constantly thinking, Oh, I can't do this. This is hard. You know, this won't work. Obviously that's pushing away what they want. And when you can really image and imagine and see in their mind's eye, yes, I'm going to serve these people and this is how I'm going to do it. And it's going to be fun. And I'm going to really, you know, here's the benefits people gain from what I give to them. So that's somewhat more of the thought, but then we're kind of already including the, 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 the state, which is the vibration. Cause you want to feel good. You want to feel, I mean, I don't care if you're feeling a little bit better. Like if you go from feeling, let's say depressed or, or fearful about your business, which, which you got to be honest, right? It's a lot of self-honesty work. Um, and I know I've, oh my gosh, I mean, there's, days when I'm in this too, where it's like, like, okay, I'm feeling, feeling kind of crappy about this and recognizing that, that I'm, if I'm feeling sad, angry, hurt, um, any of those lower vibrations, I'm going to attract more things to make me sad, angry, hurt, depressed, whatever. But if I can start when I'm thinking about my business and concentrating on it, if I'm thinking 
hope or optimism or starting to get up into, oh, I'm starting to feel kind of excited about this or enthusiastic or even like joy or thrill or, you know, you know, the, for, as far as you can take it. But if it's even just, again, a little bit incrementally better, that vibration is going to attract to you more of the same kind or, or even like gratitude, I feel like, and appreciation. Those are two of the best ones you can have. I mean, I write down gratitude lists every day, at least, you know, five, 10, 20 things I'm grateful for because I want to stay as much as I can in that, that place of gratitude and then carry that over to what I'm thinking about, which is the content of my business and, and the people I'm interacting with. And I've lived the, the extreme opposites of this. Uh, when I was at the school of metaphysics, I really lived it. Like I could be in a terrible place. I would be starting a new class. There would be a, sometimes when one person or nobody would show up for the first time in class, like poof, like nothing, you know, it's just like goose eggs. And then there'd be times I could draw, you know, 10, 15 people into a class and then build a big school. And the difference was always, what am I thinking about and how am I feeling while I'm thinking about it? And how am I feeling most of the day? Because if I'm feeling pretty crappy and fearful most of the day, I'm pushing all kinds of things away, except for things that make me feel worse. And if I'm thinking and feeling in a way that's what I want and it's, I'm giving to people and I'm serving and I'm hopeful and I'm positive and my, my, my words are positive to people, my emotions, they're feeling better. They want to be around me. It, you know, that magnetizes as well. So it, it is a very important law that um, I think it just, it, it does, it definitely requires time to master and to understand. Totally. And not only will other people want to be around you, but you'll want to be around you. I think that's the, that's, oh my the, gosh. that's, that's key. And if you're feeling a lot of area of vibration and you can feel generally like what level of vibration am I at, you know, and, and it doesn't take a whole lot of imagination to feel that you're going to attract that type of vibration. But let me ask you, this is a, a key question. I'm not too sure if you dive into deep into this into your work, but when I'm meditating and I have a lot of fears, doubts, and frustrations come up, I like to have them come up the way in which I heal a lot of those patterns is to have them come up and have them be there in my body. And a lot of people in the serving circle notice as well. But if I have fear, I allow that fear to be in my body. I allow that what you might call the vibration to be there and the physical sensations to be there, but I don't resist it. I allow it to be there. I hold a loving safe space for it. And through, through unconditional love, that pattern starts to transcend. Um, what would you do you have anything to say on that in terms of area of vibration? Do people attract the do people attract the vibration and emotions they feel, or is it even when they don't resist it, or is it when they resist it and feel that vibration that they attract that type of that type of you know same same? That's a fantastic question, and I, I, in some ways, I think the, the answer is in your question itself because. If you think about it, like what you're doing, you're, I, I mean, I, I'll just put my own words on it. It's like, I feel like what you're, you're doing in your meditation is that you're, you're breathing into it and you're breathing through it. And, and so you're allowing it to come and go and understand it. And you're not afraid of it. You're not fighting it. So it, it probably doesn't last as long as someone like, I know, gosh, I've, I've stayed in resistant states fighting my fear or fighting my 
uh, regret or my resentment towards someone and, and I would hold on to it for a long time and, and it would, it would manifest. So I, I really believe I kind of see in my mind's eye, like, you know, we're awake for a certain number of hours per day. And you can kind of see that as like a timeline each day and like, or like a bar graph, like what percentage of the day am I allowing this feeling to persist? And if you're fighting, if you're, it's like what you're describing, I, I, what I experience with that and seeing other people is that if we're, if we're resisting a low vibe feeling, then it can't, it can't, we can't understand it, evolve it and transform it. So it's going to just keep lingering in our, our mind, our body, our auric field. It's just going to stay there. It, you might be able to avoid it for a while and push it away for a little while, but what's it going to do? It's going to come right back because it's still there. It's not, it hasn't been transformed or transmuted. And what I hear you saying is that you're transforming the hell out of it. You're like, you're breathing with it. You're loving it. You're accepting it. And I, I, those are such, you know, high, high consciousness, high vibration, you know, ways of being that like, you can almost see it as like, lighting it on fire and like burning it up or, or washing it with water. You know, it's like you're that. Yeah. So you're not, it's not sticking and clinging. So how can you, how can it, how can it be a destructive thing for you? It sounds like a very productive, powerful thing. And I think, I think what you, it bring, what's coming up for me now is the difference between what you said. It's like believing and knowing. I think, do you believe at some level that we, kind of attract what we know and what we live is that our vibration because i can feel fear and i can feel it physically and i can feel fear but if i know that the fear is happening for a reason or i know the fear is coming up for a lesson i'm meant to learn or it's it's developing higher level opportunities that my mind can't see if that's a knowing i can feel fear and feel and and allow it to be there with the knowing that it's here for a reason so it might not affect my vibration, even though I'm feeling the emotion. Mm-hmm. Is what that's just what's coming up for me. Is there a difference between your vibration, like the the level of state of knowing that something's happening? Because I know, like for example, if someone feels loneliness, and if they're resisting loneliness, like they're going to continue attracting it because there's a lesson they're meant to learn from it. But if they're feeling loneliness, and they're like, I know I'm feeling lonely for a reason. I know I'm going on this path to, to you know, because I need to know the polar opposite to, to get what I want, all these different things. Is that a different, is, does that knowing of a deeper lesson impact your vibration to attract? Yeah, I think now you're, I feel like we're, we're getting into what I would call um, the law of evolution and then also the law of embodiment because yeah, the, the the law of evolution states that we're growing all the time. Like we internally, like I really believe that our, I call it our evolutionary locus, like our I am, which is maybe even beyond our soul, right? Like the deepest, deepest part of who we are. Um, and our soul is like, it's like we're always internally, there's this evolutionary process that's happening moment by moment, day by day but we're not necessarily, and it's calling to us. I really believe it's calling to us to, to bring that growth all the way forward, which I think is part of what you're saying, where there's this great higher purpose. We don't even know. And I'll just say it for myself. Like 
I absorbed some pretty heavy duty stuff from my parents, right? Like my dad had some, some, some low self-value, low self-worth, shame, um, anger and frustration that he passed on to me. And he wasn't abusive. I mean, he could, he could get kind of emotionally kind of loud and angry sometimes, but, but it was mostly vibrationally and emotionally that these things were passed on to me. And I could be really resentful, like, ah, oh, why did the, you know, why did my parents do this? And, you know, why didn't they teach me better? You know, and I have, I've been in some of those thoughts before, but the more that I've done what you're talking about, which is get to that place of like, oh, wow, if I didn't have these, you know, we could call them karmic challenges or ancestral challenges, I would not have sought out what I did at the school of metaphysics, I wouldn't have been like, Oh, I've got to understand. I got to understand. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have gone anywhere nearly as deep as I have. And in continuing to, um, if, if these pains, problems, emotional hurts and, and vibrations weren't part of my DNA and my makeup from conception and birth. So, and I, I think what, what you're describing is so true and that there is sort of a, there is a deeper part of that law of attraction that's that soul and that ev that evolutionary locus that's pulling us along as well. And I do believe that, you know, karmically we've, we've done amazing things and, and weird things and terrible things in past lives. And so, you know, some of that gets woven into what we're learning right now, how we're growing in this lifetime and at any given moment. So I do think that that's, that's part of it. Um, Although I think still think it holds true that, you know, as we keep kind of cleaning all of that, the the resistant lower vibrations get kind of washed out and cleared up and cleaned up. And as and yes, we can experience them, but you might not. It, what I know for me, what what I may what I may have sort of dwelled in for like a month or more, you know, or or maybe even a few months, might only take a week, a day, an hour, you know, uh, much, much shorter time to process than before, which like you said before, I mean, makes you want to be around yourself more. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does definitely. So that's the, the law of evolution. What about the law of embodiment? Is this something that helps entrepreneurs on their journey? What's, what's the law of embodiment all about? Yeah, it's, 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 there's some similarities in that it's about you as an I am, right? It's like you as an individual connected to the whole. And so the law of embodiment is really about you recognizing your eternal nature. Cause I, I mean, I don't know any way around it. I mean, this is where I feel like, I think the entrepreneurs who, who you serve and, and listen to this podcast will probably really get this. But I mean, I've found that I'm a soul. I'm, I'm a, I'm an eternal being, right? I've, I've lived past lives. I'll probably live future lives. I, you know, go, go to sleep at night. I dream. I'm experiencing non-physical realities when I'm dreaming. And to, to start to bring more of that identity of, of a spiritual being into your, your waking reality and recognize that and I don't even think of it, I used to think of it as that I'm a soul living in a body, but then that still kind of polarizes things and kind of makes one maybe better than the other or different. And now I just think of it, I'm a spiritual being living th through my body. And my body is very spiritual because everything is very, 
you know, I think the physical world is a very spiritual place. It's a very, you know, wondrous, amazing, delightful um, place that only place we can experience some of these just fantastic things and our senses and, and being sort of seeming disconnected, but also being able to feel connected to people and, and all this sort of thing. So, so the embodiment really has to do with, you know, choosing identities you want to grow into and choosing that if you, if you want to be, um, the most amazing entrepreneur, if you want to have, if you want to have a business that serves hundreds or thousands or millions of people, or, or just serves people in this certain way of, of depth that you want, like you can embody that you can become that and you can fashion your identity around it. And I know for me, one of the things that helps with that, and this kind of goes along with the law of believing and knowing is I, I love having mentors, coaches, friends, allies, um, peers who I'm like you and, and our, our, like our friend, Dan McPherson. And I, I can just name off like dozens of people who by just by being around other cool, badass people who are on this journey, it's like, I I'm transformed. And I really believe that's true for anyone who's, I mean, even if you're not even aware of it, but I think if you're remotely aware of it, you just, it just makes everything so much easier. And I think that's why you're seeing coaching groups and masterminds just popping up everywhere now, because I think it's the golden age of the coach and the golden age of spiritual entrepreneurialism and all this stuff. Totally. Yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely feel that. I, f I feel like in this day and age, we're starting to, consciously see the patterns of ego more and more and the patterns of safety, the patterns of security, the patterns of, uh, you know, industries that we're conditioned to say, you need to work here and work for this certain amount of time and, and, and retire at 65 and, you know, sit on the beach for the rest of your life. I think we're starting to get to a consciousness now where we're like, okay, there's something in me that wants to come out that that type of conditioning doesn't support, right? That type of conditioning doesn't support that, which is why I love the serving circle because everyone's coming together who's on that journey, right? Who's just like, you know what? I think there's something more here. I think there's something deeper. And of course, it's going to bring up all this fear and all this scarcity and all this lack that I feel within me, but they're the, they're the things that we need to transcend in order to, like you say, evolve into that version of us, evolve into that new identity that's, capable of achieving that right and so let me ask you how has there been any times in your life where there's been a challenge where you've specifically applied these laws especially the ones we've talked about i know there's more but the ones we've talked about here has there been a moment where you've just applied that you've remembered it you just went for it and it just started to transform maybe inside or out Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, many times I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of an example, but probably the, one of the best examples really was when I went through this depression that I, I described because, you know, it, I was kind of, I was really kind of embarrassed because here I was, I'd done all this work for over two decades and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm in this depression where I can barely do anything. You know, I can barely think I can barely, and this went on, I mean, you know, in and out of sort of a foggy 
apathetic place, you know, for, for, for really a whole year, it was just straight up bad, you know, um, even though I was still, you know, mostly functioning, but, you know, still not, you know, not, not, not really heading anywhere. And so I, during that time, I really had to draw upon all of this, all of these things. And I would say the law of believing and knowing was a huge one. Uh, you know, just having some faith that I've been through challenges before and I'm going to get through this one. Um, and, and really kind of working several of these laws at different times and going, okay, you know, I was trapped in this one identity and just kind of accepting that this is part of my evolution. This is part of my growth that this was kind of karmically set up probably from the beginning because it was a kind of repeating a pattern that my dad and my mom did where they were together for about 20 years and they really did they especially towards the end but it wasn't very pleasant for them and then it kind of all fell out and they went through their depressions after after the divorce so i think that that you know had to i had to come to some real just honest recognition and being like, okay, I've evolved through other things though. So I can evolve through this no matter how bad it is and unpleasant it is. And, and looking for that, looking for the growth, you know, looking for what, what, what were the, the, the things I can eventually be grateful for, for this. And I think that can be true for, I think anybody on an entrepreneurial journey, because you're going to have challenges, um, and to recognize that the the growth, I mean, people sometimes throw that around, like the journey is more important than a destination, right? And so that's true. And I think it's important, it's, it's important because the growth that you can receive, and I know the growth that I've received at each stage has been well worth it. Even if at the moment I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I want this to be over <laughs> now. Um, you know, kind of like the way you described with your meditations, the more I could breathe into it and, and just feel it and be with it and, and then come to that greater identity or greater embodiment of like, okay, I'm going to be able to teach this to people. I'm going to be able to have this as like a permanent part of myself for the rest of my life to look at and to, to know that, that, that things will be different. And I really think that was like, the the biggest because there were other things kind of surrounding that there was like a breakup that had happened relationship a year before i left the school of metaphysics and there were just like a number of of experiences that really kind of led up to it but uh yeah i think to be able to just be present with these experiences um all the laws are there and you know even if you know one or two of them i found that can be sometimes all you need to, 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 to breathe through a situation, come out the other side and, and, and have some mastery and, and you have that for, for all your future experiences as well to, to have some wisdom, I guess you could say. Mm. I think anyone who's, like you said, on the journey facing whatever they're facing at some level, when you sit down, you breathe, you you feel this uncertainty, you feel this fear, you feel this like, holy shit, like this is happening. But then there's always that deeper truth. Like at some level, I know this is happening for a reason. I know I'm embodying this for a reason. I know it's going to help me grow so that I have more to give. Like, I just know if I'm going through this lesson, 
it's now something I can teach someone. It's now a, a, a new truth that I can embody. It's something that I can now pass on to add more value. And that's part of your Dharma. You know, that's, that's, and, and holding space for that truth, I feel can transcend any pattern, any problem, any challenge, right? Cause there's nothing that it doesn't apply to. Um, but before we finish up, I'd love to ask, is there any other laws that you want to mention any other depth that you want to go into that would help an entrepreneur who right now might be in that challenge in that problem in that like holy shit i'm i don't know what the hell's next i i don't know where to go or what to do if they're feeling stuck and lost what else is coming through you in terms of what you think they should know what you think they should embody that's going to help them evolve on this journey um i'd say kind of a combination of, of two more laws we haven't talked about, and I can really summarize it quickly. One of them is the law of intuition, which basically just states that you have the answers inside of you, or you, you have the, the, the means in which to, to find them outside of you if you need to like get some kind of stimulation or, or help outside of you, but it's, it still starts from within. And so I really do believe that. And I found it to be true over and over again, that we have this, this, huge reserve of, of permanent understandings and connections and, and strings of, of connection linking us to all these other amazing people and geniuses and that many we haven't even met yet, mentors and friends who can support us and, and open, up, open us up. So to, to, to look within, to meditate, to listen in whatever way you can or, or try some kind of a practice or just get still and write for a little while and see if something comes forward, uh, which then leads into the law of clear perspective. Because the law of clear perspective has to do with um, seeing things clearly and doing first things first and the things that are most important first, which I found, you know, comes comes down to like clarifying your values and your purpose for your life and, and your vision and your your desires sometimes even just writing down, what do I want right now? Like write down a list, 10 or 20 things. If, if I just really could have certain things in my life, uh, people or uh, certain financial income or, or something with my business to be different um, or just to, to feel better, you know, sometimes just writing it down and then speaking it out loud to yourself or to other people goes a long way. Um, it's not always the ultimate cure, but it can be very powerful and it can help a person if they're stuck to like, just get, you know, get out of whatever that stuckness is and start focusing somewhere that is more in alignment with what's, what's really true to them, what they really desire and what's really, you know, bubbling up from the soul. Awesome. Man, I don't, I don't know any, any message that can be more powerful, right? It's just like we're all in this journey for a reason. And it's tapping into the sort of everything you're describing here. To me, seems like it's leading to us the truths that are beneath the surface, right? People living their surface lives and, and going along in a, in, a, in a surface way of what we're basically taught but then, especially when it comes to intuition, it's like knowing there's something deeper, knowing there's something that um, goes beyond what I see, 
and what I'm taught in school and all those different things. It's just, there's just some deeper truths and deeper lessons. And um, I'm glad you went on that journey to discover these truths and that you had the courage to follow that intuition because that's led you down a path that's obviously reached a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom that you're now passing on to people. So where can people find out more about you if they're going to learn more about these laws, apply them in their lives? Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, I, um, they can go to DamianNordman.com. That's my website. That's a great place. And I'm actually going to have information on the new course that I'm doing in January. It's a, a group coaching program called Superhero, Bre- Superhero Breakthrough Academy. Um, so that'll actually be up probably by the time this airs, um, information about that. Of course, people can find me on Facebook at Damian Nordman or Avatar Damian on Instagram, but uh, DamianNordman.com is the uh, simple place that people can track me down. Awesome. Cool. No doubt. No doubt people are going to reach out, learn more about this and, uh, and, and contact you because you're an awesome part of the serving circle. You love connecting with people. You love jumping on interviews and helping people how you can. So that's really cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add that's coming through that might um, offer some value or that might feel like this, it'll make this interview feel complete? Yeah, I think just that we, we, were, we touched on it, but just to say it goes along with the law of intuition, which is trust yourself. Because I know, I, I, I know for myself that it can be pretty easy for me to get thrown off by people with strong opinions and, you know, someone's like, ah, this is the thing to do. And, and sometimes that is the thing to do. But what I found is that I have to keep checking in with my internal compass, my internal truth and wisdom. And sometimes I don't even like what I see because sometimes it's telling me, dude, just like you got to breathe through this for a while. And, you know, you're going to go through a process before you're ready to, to um, have the answer. Like it's particularly in business, this has been true for me in the last few years where it's like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I want to, I want to be in this other place now. And, and I'm like, okay, but really, where am I really? I'm just starting out or really I've just got my first few clients or really I'm still trying to figure out what's what what am i really all about now and so how am i i I, i'm not ready to say this is my niche or this is my focus so listening and trusting yourself and and just being willing to keep getting better at that because i i mean i yeah i feel like in some areas of my life i did that great but then a lot of areas like i just really when people with strong opinions and strong will, I would just sort of fold like over and over again, like, okay, I'll just go ahead and do that. Okay. But uh, being willing to tap into that deeper part of yourself and just keep listening and keep trusting and following it. Ultimately it'll, it'll never lead you astray. Even if it seems like it leads you into the bushes for a while, uh, eventually it's like, it's all for a reason. So keep keep listening to it and whether you call it your intuition your lord god or atman or gut feeling or your heart i mean i don't care what you call it your bliss just just find it and and follow it as as 
much as you can. Awesome. If you, if you don't, Damien's coming to hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> hunt Check you down and, and love on you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Check in. Check in all the time to see what's true for you, where your guidance is leading you towards. And like I said, no doubt, every single thing that your heart guides you towards is, is for the higher good of you and everyone else as well. Is is definitely a lot of win, wins there. So Damien, man, thanks so much for your time, sharing your wisdom, sharing your your honest truths and definitely uh, and sharing your story. I mean, people are going to love this and they love seeing you in the serving circle and having you around with your with your energy. So I want to thank you for everything you do in there. And man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank, you're welcome. And, and so thank you so much. It's been a blast chatting with you. And it's always a blast in the serving circle. And just yeah, I appreciate all the things you do. This has been a delight. No problem, man. No problem. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.